Law and Liberty. This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu to download this book or purchase a physical copy. Law and Liberty. Russus J. Rushdoony. Copyright 1984 and 2009. Alicito, California. Chapter 10. Law and Alchemy. An important factor in history has been alchemy. Alchemy is a belief that the baser metals can be transmuted into gold and that the process of life can be reversed so that ageing can give way to youth. Its origins are in antiquity, going back at least to Babylon. According to alchemists, nature is in process of evolution and the goal of evolution is upwards. All the variations in nature are imperfections, failures and experiments towards the realisation of the best. Hence, in the world of metals, all metals other than gold are imperfections and abortions of nature, experiments that failed. Whether in the Near East, ancient China, Indochina, India or elsewhere, man in antiquity believed extensively in the natural metamorphosis of metals. The basis of this faith was evolutionary. Nature is in process of development and the best in nature represents the present highest form of development and the potential of all other forms. The purpose of the alchemist was to speed up this natural evolutionary process. Thus, a 14th century work on alchemy, the Summa Perfectionis, stated that, quote, What nature cannot perfect in a vast space of time we can achieve in a short space of time by our art, end quote. In other words, the alchemist's science would, by experimentation, accomplish what normally millions of years were required to do. In his play, The Alchemist, Ben Johnson stated the same idea, quote, The eggs ordained by nature to that end and is a chicken in potential. The same we say of lead and other metals, which would be gold, if they had the time, and that our art doth further, end quote, act two, scene two. Similarly, death is seen as a failure which evolution will someday overcome, as it will also overcome aging, and so the alchemist dedicated himself also to speeding up evolution to produce the youthful and immortal man as the new god over creation. The alchemist depended in part on a return to the beginning, to chaos, to create the forward thrust of evolution. Mircea Eliade, in The Forge and the Crucible, quotes an old Taoist Zen document to illustrate this point. Quote, By returning to the base, the origin, we drive away old age, we return to the condition of the fetus. End quote. Eliade comments, quote, Now this quote, return to the beginning, end quote, as we have just seen, was what the alchemist also sought by other means, end quote. In other words, evolution requires chaos, revolution, to effect regeneration. The purpose of the alchemist was to create the conditions of chaos in order to further the leap ahead in evolution. It is not at all surprising, therefore, that in the Enlightenment, alchemists were closely allied to and central in the forces of revolution. Revolution is simply the theory of social alchemy. According to Paracelsus, 
the world must, quote, enter into its mother, end quote, that is, into chaos, into the abyss, in order to achieve eternity. The alchemists talk about being born again, as occultists do today, but they meant by it the return to chaos as the means of regeneration. There are strong elements of alchemy and psychoanalysis. By means of analysis, the patient is regressed into the primitive, anarchic unconscious, and is supposedly thereby released from bondage and socially revitalized. In order to be an alchemist, it was necessary to negate the present order in the name of primeval chaos. This meant denying law and order as sterile and finding power in chaos. Basil Valentine said, quote, Evil must become the same as good, end quote, for the adept. Perfect knowledge meant denying all present values in favour of the power of chaos to create a new order. The purpose of the alchemist was thus to further evolution by acting as the agent of evolution. In Eliade's words, quote, One common factor emerges from all these tentative probings. In taking upon himself the responsibility of changing nature, man put himself in the place of time, that which would have required millennia or aeons to, quote, ripen, end quote, in the depths of the earth, the metallurgist and alchemist claimed to be able to achieve in a few weeks, end quote. Iliade states further that the tools and equipment of the alchemist, quote, his furnaces, his retorts, play an even more ambitious role. These pieces of apparatus are at the very centre of a return to primordial chaos, of a rehearsal of cosmogony, end quote. Thus, alchemy is the metamorphosis, the transmutation, the change of man and his world by means of chaos. Man speeds up his own evolution by recreating the original chaos of being. Revolution is simply the theory of social alchemy. Alchemy did not die out with the decline of alchemists in the 18th century. It simply gave way to a new form, to social and biological evolution. Evolution is alchemy bought up to date. It is the same age-old dream as ever appearing as true science, which offers to man the opportunity to be his own god. Even Eliade, who is by no means an orthodox believer, states all the same, quote, We must not believe that the triumph of experimental science reduced to naught the dreams and ideals of the alchemists. On the contrary, the ideology of the new epoch, crystallized around the myth of infinite progress and boosted by the experimental sciences and the progress of industrialization, which dominated and inspired the whole of the 19th century, takes up and carries forward, despite its radical secularization, the millinery dream of the alchemist, end quote. We can add that modern socialism and evolutionary thinking are even more rigorously forms of alchemy. Man dreams of remaking nature and conquering time. Man denies that God's law governs the universe and that it governs absolutely. Instead, he sees all things as evolving out of chaos and man seeks to govern that evolution by becoming himself the principle of chaos. As a result, revolutionary man the new principle of chaos, plunges the world into the abyss of revolution and chaos. Man creates planned chaos in every realm in the expectation of fertility. Not order, but chaos rules in art. Art that moves in terms of law is regarded as dull, 
sterile and academic. Planned chaos governs economics and the economic law is denied. Education works to create rootlessness, which is allied to chaos as a precondition of education and intellectualism. In every area, man creates revolution and chaos in the faith that a brave new world will thereby be born. The creative person is seen not as the disciplined man, but as the undisciplined, chaotic person, a lawless creature whose every act is the ritual invocation of chaos. Bohemianism in art rests on this faith. The artist is an alchemist who can only invoke the basic fertility of the universe by means of chaos. By returning to chaos, he supposedly leaps ahead in time. He becomes the man of tomorrow with more vigour and power because he is more lawless. In religion, we are told that conformity to God's infallible word is sterile and deadening. Man's religious freedom supposedly involves rebellion against God's ordered, final and infallible truth. Man must turn from God's ordered world to the chaos and abyss of existentialism and then, somehow, out of this will come forth true religion. The dark night of the soul as the chaos of unbeing is invoked as the way to the future. In the nightmares of alchemy, in all its many forms, evolution and revolution, art and religion, wherever we meet it, there do we see the modern Babylonian captivity of man. Man is in Babylon. Man is in a captivity of his own making. His own hands, his mind, Science, religion and politics have forged the change of this new Babylonian captivity. Man is his own prisoner and his own tormentor. Man tortures himself with horrors of his own devising and, denying God, calls out vainly to himself for help. Man has built a fresh tower of Babel and is his own punishment and prison. Alchemy, in all its modern forms, has been partially successful. It has created chaos successfully, but it has not brought a new order out of that chaos. It has successfully killed man, but it has not been able to make them alive. Instead of evolution, it has precipitated social devolution. We cannot counteract alchemy except by means of a biblical faith, one firmly grounded on creationism. In this is our hope of progress our strength and our security. And in Christ is our liberty. Quote, they that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. End quote. Psalm 125, verse 1. Quote, the Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of isles be glad thereof. End quote. Psalm 97, 1. Quote, For God is the King of all the earth, Sing ye praises with understanding. End quote. Psalm 47, 7. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows 
or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.